Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about a subject that's critical in your business. And whether or not people realize it, it's just as critical in everyday life. And that subject is numbers and how to use them to grow your business. Let's get started. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic day today. In the last episode, we talked about the difference between cost, price, and value, and how to use this to grow your company. You know, in my opinion, everything in business and most things in life come down to numbers. If you recognize this, uh, you can play the game successfully. And if not, you know, it'll be hit or miss. This may seem like an oversimplification, but uh, hear me out on this. You know, mathematicians will tell you that they can model just about anything with numbers. And I think that's probably true. You know, think about is something as simple as dating. You know, if you're 19 years old, you probably don't have a lot of dating experience, meaning, you know, tons of people uh, that you've interacted with. But if you're my age, you know, you've probably been through quite a few people unless you get lucky. You know, if you look at it from a number standpoint, the more people you date, the more people you're likely to find that are compatible with you. You know, if you've dated five people, you're likely to get a different outcome than if you dated 50 people. And more importantly, as in business, with that small number of five, you don't learn to tweak your approach much because you don't have to. You know, if you date 50 different people, I guarantee you'll change your approach until you find something that works. This is math and action. People are affected by numbers and the probability of numbers uh, all day long and making changes based upon those outcomes. And most of us don't even think about it. So why am I spending time talking about this? Well, because just like in life, I've found that a lot of entrepreneurs and definitely a lot of salespeople do the same thing. They go through their business uh, life using numbers, making tweaks based upon those outcomes and not even realizing that they're actually doing it. If you don't understand or aren't aware of something you're doing, it's hard to intentionally use it to your advantage. You know, a lot of us just bounce from tactic to tactic based upon feel, emotion, you know, what makes sense, uh, that sort of thing. You know, and you might get lucky and grow because of good exposure or sales skills or good market conditions or whatever, but you want to ever come close to the full potential of your company if you don't intentionally focus on understanding your numbers and what they mean and what to do about them. You know, I think I heard this first from Keith Cunningham, the, the author and speaker. Uh, but I remember him saying something to the effect that accounting or basically numbers is the language of business. You know, if we want to be successful in the long run in business, we have to master tracking numbers, evaluating what they mean, and then taking actions on what they say and not what our emotions feel like. Let me take a step back for a second and define what I'm talking about uh, with numbers so we're all on the same page. You know, when I say numbers, I'm talking about, you know, your cold calling, prospecting, and lead generation numbers, uh, you know, like the, the number of dials to talk to a decision maker, number of leads that convert to sales, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, other things like, the, you know, the cost per unit of your product to produce or your cost per employer, labor cost per hour, per dollar of revenue, cost per customer acquisition, number of new customers needed to grow, I, you know, net new customers, number of referrals per customer. You get where I'm going here, and there are a lot of numbers in every aspect of your business. Each industry and even each company has their own unique set of numbers and therefore metrics. But there are a lot that we all have in common. Whatever they are for your company, we need to master those. 
you know, it's kind of ironic um, to me when I think about how much numbers affect my daily and business life now. Uh, if I look back in high school, I would have been the last person you would think to be, you know, focused on numbers. And I wanted to be a, a history or a poli sci major in school and anything but math. However, you know, I found that after I got out of college and knew I wanted to go into sales and business, I started realizing mastering the skill of using numbers to my advantage wasn't really an option if I wanted to actually make money. These days, I would totally consider myself a numbers guy, not because it's my natural inclination, but because I trained myself to focus on this. Okay, so that's great. But why am I telling you this? The reason is because, you know, what I've seen in salespeople and entrepreneurs for, you know, the last 25 years or so, I've seen a, a ton of personalities. But, you know, I would say the majority of those personalities are generally more people oriented, you know, focused on big ideas and not as focused on the details of things. You know, I mean, this isn't bad. It's just that if you know this about yourself and know what your natural inclinations are, you can do things to make sure that you pay attention to the detail uh, that your company numbers need and aren't lost because it's not a natural habit for you. For those more detail-oriented people, I've noticed that they seem to almost relish a dive into the numbers and analytics, but then they have to force themselves to focus on, you know, more of a big picture thing, more on interpersonal skills, that, that sort of thing. So we all have our natural tendencies and no one is just one personality, but if, if we know areas we're weak in, we can make sure that we pay attention to those areas and get better at them if that's important. And I hope you've convinced you that knowing your numbers is one of the most important areas in business. As I said, I was not naturally a detailed-oriented person, but really started me on the path to get better at details and numbers was my experience as a young man at West Point. And as part of the hazing the first year, they spent a lot of time teaching you to, quote, pay attention to the detail. You know, they did this by forcing you to fold your socks and underwear in a very specific manner, clean your room down to the detail of using a toothbrush to clean the sink, you know, things like that. And these were all really just tricks to teach us, you know, not to miss the very small and minute details. And if we did, uh, we learned real quickly that that was not acceptable. You know, this changed my mindset in business and particularly when I was first starting out in sales. You know, I learned that if I didn't know my numbers as a salesperson, I was floundering around and hoping that I would be successful, but having a little direction and kind of going from deal to deal. And it was feeling like planning wasn't feasible when it came to planning and sales. But when I started tracking things, for instance, with my cold calling, I started to th see things as a formula over time. I mean, this is a basic concept sort of sales prospect of 101, but, you know, to see it in action was different than reading a book about it. Uh, when I was in real estate at that time, I, I figured out that, uh, you know, era of, uh, this is an example, but every hundred dials I made, uh, you know, I was able to talk to 50 people that answer the phone or whatever. And out of that, maybe 15 actual decision makers. Out of those 15, I knew two or three of them would turn out to be interested leads and I might close one of them. Now, those are numbers, just me pulling something out of the air right now, because it's been so long. I don't remember what the actual numbers were, but, you know, you get the point. Uh, since I knew how many dials I had to make in order to get one sale, it simply became a work ethic um, equation to crank out those dials. Again, you know, this is an elementary uh, principle to anyone who's cold called before or done active lead generation. But, you know, you wouldn't believe the number of salespeople I've interviewed and hired and seen over the years who didn't understand this basic concept. Even if they did understand it in theory, you could ask them how many dials they needed to talk to one decision maker and they would, you know, stumble and him haw around and pull some bogus number out of the air, you know, or, you know, um, they would flat out admit that they didn't know. Hard to believe, but just as I've met a lot of salespeople with no knowledge of their prospecting numbers. I've met a lot of business owners who didn't know their numbers, like what is the average customer worth to them in revenue terms over their lifetime buying cycle, things like that. And, you know, a lot of us know academically that, yes, I should know these numbers, but 
you know, it's a pain to track them. And, you know, so I'll do it later when I get bigger, you know, which basically means we'll never get to it. Uh, I know because I've done it myself. You know, it's very easy to know what to do and just and not actually do it. The truth is that sometimes we ignore the things we don't like to do and even don't grasp the importance of numbers in different parts of our business, like prospecting and sales as, as well as operationally. And I, I know I'm harping on this, uh, but I think it's so important, regardless of your role as a salesperson or as an entrepreneur, it's one of those things that you really have to get interested in and have to understand. If you don't, you're really limiting how much your business can grow and how much money you're putting in your pocket, particularly if you're at the early stages of growing your business. You know, if you're an owner of a $100 million business, uh, I don't know, maybe you can have other focus on, you know, that sort of stuff and you focus on the big picture strategy. But even at that point, you still need to understand how to interpret the numbers. So let's say you do know your numbers. You've tracked them and you've put them into some sort of meaningful format. You know, the next skill set, as I said, is interpreting your numbers. Uh, let me put it this way. Uh, let me ask you a question. Have you ever made a change in your business because it felt right or you sat back and theorized, well, this approach makes sense? You know, I know I've done that plenty of times, you know, and then look back at a tactic a year or two later and realize it hadn't made any meaningful difference and it pretty much backfired. You know, I poured money and effort into something that I could have saved if I'd evaluated it based upon the numbers it generated and not quote what I thought, you know. So how do you avoid this dart throwing approach of trial and error? We first generate and document our numbers. We then look at them over time and evaluate how they move in relation to the actions and the changes you made in your business. Business is much more simple than we make it seem. Basically, all that a successful entrepreneur does is find the right customers to sell to, find out what they need, deliver a solution, and here's where the numbers come in, constantly iterate and innovate off that solution. And that's the only way you can grow. You can do all the other stuff and still fail uh, because you've decided to innovate and iterate solutions based upon what you think, your intuitions and what your emotions say, you're going to fail. The way to succeed in innovation is to use cold, hard numbers, even if they don't say what you thought or even what you hope they would say. So I keep talking about your numbers, and I threw out some in the first part of the episode, but I think there are a couple basic ones that apply to all of us, and they're important ones. First, knowing the lifetime value of your customer in revenue terms. You know, this in my mind is, you know, how much revenue they bring in, you know, on average over a period of time when they're actively buying from you. To know this, you have to be able to know another big number, and that's, you know, what we call our in, in our service business, uh, the average client tenure. You know, it's a moving target that changes over time. But to give you an example, in our business, as the, the last time I looked at it, our average client tenure was 3.6 years. So knowing that allows us to calculate how much a new client is worth to us based upon the average fees uh, paid during that time. So if you're a product business, maybe you calculate this as the average tenure, the average person buys your product over. Do they buy all your products at once, typically within a six-month period as they build on each other, or do they take five years to uh, spend as much money as they're going to with your company? You know, it's, it's obviously different for every company, but you have to work on that number. The other number that's absolutely critical that you have to know is how much it costs you as a company to acquire a new customer. This means the time spent pursuing them, and if you're cold calling them, how much you're paying salespeople and, and so on, or maybe how much you spend in advertising dollars you know, that you're spending just to get one sale. Regardless of the way they're brought in, you can always assign a cost to them. If you know this, you have power and you can plan your business accordingly. So even with just these three basic numbers, you can grow your business pretty substantially. But without them, you know, good luck, uh, at least if you want to have, uh, you know, some actual uh, consistent growth. 
Now, this is a tough on a podcast as I, I wish I could illustrate the process. But, you know, with any business, uh, you can break it down into a cycle, like I mentioned. You started out with a goal in mind. Let's say you're solving problem X for a client. Uh, then you develop a product or service that you think solves the problem. You sell it to your client. And then you have some data to go by. What price were you able to get clients to pay? What was your cost compared to price, you know, your margin? Regardless of profitability or success, you need to look at each action you took to get that result, determine if it worked and what dollar amount it generated, and then tweak the action and make it become either profitable or more profitable. And this can only happen when you know your numbers. You then start the cycle all over again. So it's hypothesize, take action, evaluate the hard numbers, make changes, take action again, look at the numbers again. You know, you keep this up into perpetuity and you never stop this cycle if you want to grow. And if you aren't growing as a business, you're dying, as you know. You know, this sounds like a simple and easy process, but it takes work. It takes work to document your numbers. You know, you may need an outside data nerd to come in and set up a database or some kind of tracking software. You may have to retrain your staff to collect the right kind of information. Also, you know, one tip when going through the, the document, analyze, and take action process, once you come to the conclusion that you need to take an action or actions to support what the numbers are telling you, you need to resist the temptation to make multiple changes at once, particularly actions that will have impact on the same number. For instance, you know, if you're cold calling, you don't want to all of a sudden change the list of prospects you're calling on and then at the same time change the script. If you do this, you have no way of knowing what the result that you got from it is actually uh, from. This is tough to do sometimes as you often see multiple tactics that can improve a number. And I've done this way too many times and have wasted an enormous amount of money over the years trying to go back and retest something because I didn't do it right the first time. You know, you don't have to wait forever, but at least, you know, wait to involve more than one change at a time by implementing one chi- change over a short period of time, getting some data on its effects, and then introducing another change. Slower and harder to do sometimes, but worth it in my experience. I know this episode has been a lot of big picture stuff and I've reiterated some things over and over again, but I know this has made a real difference in our business. And so I'm trying to really convince you of what I'm saying. You know, knowing numbers gives you power and confidence. Uh, not knowing leaves you stressed and wondering, you know, how to get ahead and if you're going to survive and, and left, you know, really directionless. If you're committed to growing your business, you need to get committed to tracking, evaluating, and then making decisions based on the hard numbers and not what your emotions are telling you to do. Thanks for listening today, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.